My name is Ian Urbina. I've reported on some pretty mind-blowing stories, but nothing like what happens at sea. If they got within 800 metres, that is when we would fire warning shots. Murder, slavery, human trafficking, and staggering environmental crimes. Men have told me that they've been beaten with stingray tails, with chains. If you really want to understand crime, start where the law of the land ends. The Outlaw Ocean. Available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I get really bored in class because sometimes my teacher just won't stop talking and, like, I'm not paying attention. So it's just, like, a good distraction. And I don't know. It's just the best cure for boredom. For any teachers listening, sorry, the debate over cell phones in schools is heating up again. Quebec just implemented a ban on smartphones in the classroom. In B.C., the leader of the opposition is promising to remove phones from schools if he gets elected. And it turns out students there aren't totally against that idea. I'm in grade 12. To be honest, I don't really use my phone in class, but like during like the breaks, I'll be on it for like a couple five minutes. But I'm pretty good at like staying off of it because I think I'd rather like do my work so I'm not like falling behind, you know what I mean? I think banning phones in schools might be a good idea depending on who you are because I feel like some people are like perfectly fine on like just getting distracted by their phone in school, but like some people really find that an issue. So that has like a good effect and maybe like a bad effect at the same time. I am in grade 12 and honestly, I just use my phone to cheat on like my work and stuff and to text my friends and it really distracts me. So there's nothing really that good coming from it. I think banning cell phones in school is definitely a great idea because like that's half the reason I failed half of my classes. So if I was in grade eight and like throughout all of high school, I wasn't allowed to go on my phone, I'd probably like find it way easier because I'd pay more attention and my attention span wouldn't be so short. Ontario also has a province-wide ban on phones in the classroom. It's been in place since 2019, although teachers can let students use those devices for learning purposes. And in practice, students and teachers would tell you that kids in that province are on their phones a lot. One Florida school board recently went even further, bringing in one of the strictest phone bans in the United States. Last spring, Florida passed a statewide law banning cell phone use during class time. But Orange County Public Schools decided to take it another big step. No phones ever at any time during the school day. Mark Wasco is a principal at Timber Creek High School in Orlando, Florida. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Before we get to the details of the ban, paint me a picture of what a phone-free lunch looks like at your school right now. Well, you know, Matt, we incorporated a lot of things so to, to help keep that policy in effect. Um, we've now started uh, pickleball courts in our courtyard. We have a large courtyard where students can gather. Um, we have spike ball. We have cornhole. Um, we have ladder toss. We also have on, it's, and that's on Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, you see a lot more kids conversing with each other. You know, they're, they're conversing with adults as well. Uh, we even have students that are sitting down reading books nowadays. Um, it's really been, it's been a surprise. It's been great. You know, it's, it's a great lunchtime, uh, a lot less distractions for the kids, a lot less mishap that goes on. And students are starting to learn to talk to each other and people as well. How does that compare to before the ban? You do sound surprised that, that these things, cornhole and other things that, that, that they've taken off uh, among the high school students. What is it? What was it like uh, before the ban? You know, most of the time, I mean, kids were watching either, you know, TikToks or on their Instagram or creating videos, um, you know, 
sometimes, you know, chatting with just different friends at other schools and things like that. So you didn't really see the interaction between students like you do nowadays. Mm. What about inside the classroom? What was life like in the classroom before the ban was in place and kids could use their phones at their discretion? We had a lot of teachers, you know, always calling to, you know, come in and talk to a kid or, or get a kid from class being on their cell phone, you know, not paying attention to the lesson. You know, again, watch, you know, surfing the Internet, being on TikTok, Instagram, you know, any social media outlet they can. Anything, you know, that would distract them from a class versus paying attention. You know, teachers, you know, start kids, you know, go downhill with their grades and understand the materials that were going on just because of those distractions. You've also said that there were other issues that led to this ban, things like bullying and, and students posting things online. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the social media age that we're in nowadays, you know, anything that a kid can grab on another kid that, you know, if they're, you know, dislike somebody, jealousy things or whatnot, you know, kids find different ways to pick on kids. You know, I mean, it's been going on for centuries, but now with social media, it's so much easier to do. You know, they post videos of kids doing things or, you know, create drama with it and stuff like that. So that that was a big reason that our superintendent, you know, she heard from parents in town hall meetings and, you know, in students with it. And those were some of the big, big topics that that she touched on. And so how does this ban work? How do you go about making sure that kids aren't on their phones at all for an entire day? So surprisingly, it went it went better than we ever could imagine. Um, you know, we sat long and hard and figured out how we were going to do all this stuff. You know, we even bought um, cell phone lockers to when, when they're confiscated to keep them locked up, you know, so that kids couldn't say that their phone was lost, stolen, destroyed. So we basically, we have, we have some signs around the school in our courtyard, letting students know that at 720, which is when actual class time starts, because kids usually get to school between 630, 645. At 720, when that first bell rings to be in class, no more cell phones are allowed to be out or seen or used. And then they're lifted again at 220 when we dismiss. And so, they, so they, 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 they still have the phones with them. You haven't taken the phones away. They're not kind of hidden away in the office or uh, kept out of this. They still have their phones. They're just not allowed to use them. Correct. They're in their backpacks. Are you surprised by that? I have a phone that's in front of me and I might be you know, not in high school anymore, but it's still really tempting to pull the phone up at all sorts of times. Are you surprised that they actually keep the phone in the bag? It is. I think it goes down to a lot of things. You know, the students have, you know, we have really good relationships with our students, our administration, our teachers. Um, you know, we're, we're a fairly large community. Everybody knows each other as well. But I just think that that relationship piece has one part that's really helped it. The parents support the school board and our superintendent supporting it. I think, you know, once you have that whole co cohesive front with everything, it makes it a lot easier. But I am surprised at, at how well it is going. And, and again, as administrators, we try to model the same thing too. We try to keep our cell phones away. I mean, you know, duty calls sometimes and, you know, in business phone calls will be, will be had at points, but most of the time during lunches between passing and all that stuff like that, we try to model the same thing as the students and keep our phones away as well. And so if somebody does use their phone, if, if they're caught, temptation is too strong and they're caught on the phone because TikTok calls, um, what happens? So first time's a warning. Um, you know, they, they get warned by it when we do confiscate the phone. Um, and then it's put in the cell phone locker. They're given a ticket with, uh, with the number that it's in and they come and pick it up at the end of the day, about five minutes before we dismiss They're excused from class to come down and get their phone. And then, you know, it, it increases from there. So, you know, the next one could be a referral. Then you go on to a referral with, you know, after school detention, and then it gets up to in school to all the way to out of school suspension. Wow. How have the students responded to this? 
they responded well. Like I said, the, the first day, so it was rolled out slowly. When school first started, it was a soft rollout. Um, you mostly just warn kids about it, you know, let them know, Hey, put your phones away. And we were shocked at, at how quickly they adapted to it. Um, when it went into full effect, you know, when, when we were starting to give consequences and everything, I think the first day was probably the roughest. We had about 130 phones and now we average about maybe five or six phones a day at the most. Mm. You told the New York Times that one of the things you've noticed in the classroom is that students are actually making eye contact and responding to the teacher. Tell me more about that, what you've heard and what you've seen in the classroom in terms of a change in, I was going to say, in an attitude, but it's about attitude and behavior as well. It is. So I think coming out of COVID and everything, we were so you know, tied to our electronic devices, you know, you know, friends, family, everybody. It was the only way we could really communicate, you know, with trying to keep everybody safe and away from each other that, you know, the teachers, you know, it started feeding over into the classrooms and, and teachers really have been so, so happy with this. You know, they tell us every day, it's the best thing that's ever happened. The students start looking at them. They have a conversation with them. They're able to participate in class. It's not just a one-way you know, the teacher giving all the information and the students sitting there going, I don't know what you're talking about because they're distracted. Mm. You know, they even say that, you know, when they speak, they do look at them now where before they would always kind of look down at their desks and stuff like that. And and I see it largely in the morning time. You know, we have students that, that come in after first period sometimes just due to the flexibility of their schedule. And when they walk down the hallway, they're looking straight ahead and they're looking at you and saying good morning before it was, you know, heads down into their phone, you know, texting and, and you know, on social media. In that piece in the Times, one student told the paper that the ban means that she can't learn how to use her phone responsibly. What do you say to that kind of concern? That this, figuring out that regulation is part of school in some ways? I don't think it, it, it teaches responsibility. I think, you know, you, in the world you have rules in place, you know, you have speed limits in place so that, you know, people are, you know, paying attention and safer and driving and stuff like that. I think it's just one more thing that's in place for students to understand that there's there's consequences and there's rules in the world that you have to you have to go by um you know it's i don't think it's really highly punishable as far as you know i i haven't seen anybody where we've had to you know kick them out of school yet to say that you're suspended for days out of school because you've broken this policy i think everybody's learned because of the rule responsibility from it what about parents parents are used to being able to text their kids all day long especially if if the kids are teenagers and they need to check in on them see what's going on what have you how have how have parents responded to this? They've responded well. They were one of the biggest proponents for it to begin with. Um, you know, when the super, like I said, the superintendent, she had town hall meetings all throughout the, her first year. And when she had those, the parents' biggest complaint was cell phone usage. And so, you know, she heard that and the school board heard that. And the parents have responded really, really well. We've had very little pushback. Mm. Just before I let you go, if I mentioned that there are school boards that are trying to do this and some have tried and failed to do this. <laughs> For other boards that are con considering a ban as extensive as yours, what advice would you give them? I'd say, first of all, you just have to have the cohesiveness as everybody. You're, you're one team. You all have to be together and you have to keep that consistency with everybody and that buy-in. And once you have that, I think that's what makes it really successful, especially in our part, is we have the support of our school board and our superintendent. And we understand that. And with that support and that cohesiveness, I feel like that's what's really made it sustainable in our in our system. And the principals... Uh, and the teachers uh, need to model that behavior. I mean, you you can't be on your phone and telling students that they can't be on their phone, right? 
Absolutely. Cause they'll call you out. I mean, if I, if I do have a, a call from my boss or something like that, they'll be like, Mr. Wasco, you're on your phone. I'm like, yeah, but it's my boss. So I have to take this. It's really important. And I'm going to go inside right now because I don't want them to see that. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like everybody polices each other with it. So it's good that the students do call us out as administrators if we do have it, you know, and it is a business call. And I think that's really what's helped a lot with it. Glad to talk to you about this. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. All the best. Mark Wasco is principal at Timber Creek High School in Orlando, Florida. Your thoughts on this, if you are, and we've talked about this before, a teacher, a parent, a student, what do you make of this kind of ban? And would you like to see it in your school? You can email us, thecurrent at cbc.ca. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.